I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty. Welcome back to Seven Fifty-Five is Real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for the Athletic, and with Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves reliever. Uh, Eric, man, I bet you wish you were in this bullpen, huh? Not really. I wouldn't be pitching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of good left-handers, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they throw hard. I'd probably be on that um, backup camp, hanging out, you know, <laughs> idling right now. <laughs> uh, it was a hell of a first game for the Braves in the division series, following their impressive two-game sweep of the Reds in the wild card series. The difference being the offense really busted loose today. The kind of you know the kind of inning that we've seen so frequently during the season. The Braves had it today in the seventh inning, six run inning, couple of homers from Darno, huge homer, and Dansby Swanson. They turned in a span of seven batters. They turned a four three deficit into a game nine over. to four lead. Yeah, game over. Yeah, <laughs> they've done that all year, and that's I feel like you know just watching the game today, you felt like if they could keep it close. Um, you know this office can blow up at any minute, but I thought it was I thought it was interesting that, that Snit took Freed out when he did. But I thought yep. it was a good thing because now you know you're not yep. pushing Freed as hard if you want to bring him back on short yep. rest. Seventy pitches today, and having the bullpen as good as they do, and we've already yep. talked about this. But having a bullpen exactly. that good, I mean, you you always feel like shit. You know things can get out of hand when you go to the bullpen that early. But yep. the guys they brought in, they start putting up zeros, and you know if they keep it close, it. it you keep this team in striking distance, they'll put up that six spot, and they did. So it wasn't really surprising. That's, that's how they played all year. This is exactly the scenario we talked about, the, the luxury of having such a deep yeah. bullpen, is that in game one of a best-of-five series, you think nothing of pulling your guy if he doesn't have it that day, whereas before you got to let him go. He might even yeah. have to eat it, and you might have to sacrifice the game. Not with this bullpen. I mean – it just it just allows Snit to do so many things that he couldn't do if they would just had like two or three good guys in that pen. Yeah, well, you would have been, you know, I mean, if you don't want to go to the pen and burn them out, especially right. with no days off and everything. But having Ian Anderson go tomorrow and how good he's been, I think, gives him a lot of confidence. And then just the guys you're bringing in. I mean, you bring in O'Day. And they got 15 pitchers, man. And yeah. they went from 13 to 15. Yeah, for and that was series. smart. But you bring in O'Day, he has a nine-pitch inning. Bring oh, in yeah. Matzik, he strikes out the side. Bring in Smith, he puts up a zero. Martin wasn't his best today, but, I mean, still one right. run, whatever. And then Melanson does his thing. You, I mean, the bullpen went, what, five innings, three hits, a run? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, how about know? this? I wrote these down, these numbers down. You had, like you said, like you just said, you had Darren O'Day commanding through nine pitches, eight <laughs> yeah. strikes. Eight <laughs> yeah. strikes, gave up a hit. Sixth inning, Matzik strikes out the side. On 11. 11, pit, 11 <laughs> pitches, nine strikes. Uh, Will Smith came in. Will, Will Smith, who's really pitching well now. He's yep. put it together. Right. Eight pitches, seven strikes yep. in the seventh inning. 
Then Martin gives up a run. Ninth inning, Melanson comes out. Seven pitches, seven strikes. Well, and that's that's best case scenario too, because you know you want those guys, even if they you want them to put up zeros. But if you know Martin, Martin, you might not want to go to as quick tomorrow after throwing 20, 26 pitches. But the others but, you can. But the other guys, I mean, that's just like a bullpen tune-up, especially after all those days off. It's that's best case scenario. So, yeah. I mean that that just worked out perfect today. The uh, yeah, Snit has reiterated that he's, he'll let anybody go three. They'll have guys going three days in a row. Yeah. So, and with that many guys, you know, you looked at that, that's four, that's four innings where they threw a total of 35 pitches, <laughs> yeah. uh, tw- 31 strikes and 35 pitches in those four innings. Yeah. And it's not like the Marlins haven't seen these guys. Yeah. <laughs> they know them, you know, and yeah, just blew them away. Those were you, just hopeless innings for the Marlins. You know, you had two, two teams that neither team had led, had lost a game this year when they led after the sixth inning. Neither team yep. had. Marlins were like 27, 28, no. Yep. But they had not – this Braves offense, though, can do it against anybody. I mean, they gave – they did it against that Yimmy Garcia today. Uh, Darno hits the home run. First, the guy had allowed one run all year. Yeah. No no homers, one run. Uh, Darno, I mean, we've talked so much about Azuna, and rightfully so. This guy's going to end up getting MVP votes. Um, maybe finish five or six, you know, in, in the MVP balloting. But how about Darno, how big a signing that guy's been? And that was a two-year, $18 million contract. Yeah, and that's a good – you know, the thing about him that, that always impresses me is how calm he is, hey, especially oh, yeah. if you have a conversation with him, man. I mean, it's just the most laid-back guy in the world. and He's yeah. been through it before. You know, he's, he's gone to the World Series with the Mets yeah. and played in the playoffs, I think, with the Rays. So he's not feeling any pressure, but – just having guys like that that have been through it and and stay calm and and that huge at bat hits a hits a three run homer to kind of blow it open. I mean, it, it's like there's just no breaks. You know, you battle through you battle through the front of that lineup and then you get to Darno and you just forget that this guy can. I mean, he'd be hitting yeah. in a two or three hole for a lot of other teams. Yeah, and, yeah, he was hitting up there earlier this year in cleanups. So yeah, you got you got Austin Riley hitting ninth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Darno today, three for three, two walks, four RBIs, had an RBI double, a three-run homer. Get this, first catcher in baseball history, postseason history, to reach base five times and have four RBIs in a postseason game, ever. Yeah. I mean, with him, it's there's never been a question about his bat. It's just been he's – just, he's had so many injuries and, and things go wrong. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a healthy year this year, but there's – you know, early in his Mets career, he was just always hurt. But there's never been a question about how good he is, and and he had a lot of hype when he came up with the Mets. He just couldn't stay healthy, and I mean, it, it once you watch him play, like you're getting to watch him play this year. There's it, he's a pretty damn impressive hitter, especially for a catcher. And he stayed healthy all year. Yep. Once him and Flowers got past that first week where they were both yep. sick and they were worried yep. they had COVID, which they didn't. But they he's been healthy otherwise. Um, he really credited. Uh, I mean, the best thing that's happened to him is getting back with Sal Fasano, who was his manager in Double A. And he was a big reason he signed here. Alex called from day one early on in the free agent period. That's why he signed in November. Alex was all over him. But he said Sal called him too. And they had stayed tight over the years after, you know, he had him as a double-A manager. Yeah. And he really looked forward to to working with Sal again as a catching coach. And he said it's really paid off. But he's just clicked. I mean, he did what he did with Tampa, but he's taken it to another level. 
Yeah, and he's he got just, so many big hits this year. A lot. And he finds a way. He's kind of similar to Freddie, how he just goes about his business and it's yeah, it's easy for him to fly under the radar. I mean, I think if he's another guy that if he had more antics and stuff going on and bat flipping and doing a lot of other things, he might, you know, he might make more highlight reels and stuff. But watching yeah. him play day in, day out, it's 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 hard to overlook how damn good he is with the bat. Yeah. And uh Max Freed credit him. With with being a huge assist for him this year, they've been on the same page all season. He yeah. said the prep work that this guy does, the uh, the research, and then what he what Max really likes about him is his ability to during a game, if he sees something that's working, it's not maybe not in the game plan or whatever. He he's able to pivot and change and go with the, a guy's strengths and really pick things up. And and uh, Max said he just lets him guide him, and he said he's been really helpful. Yeah, I threw to him. I threw to him when I was terrible, but I still felt like, you know, I could see him working and thinking back there. And, and I noticed that with Max sometimes where he'll just he's not afraid to call three curveballs in a row or, or, or call, you know, kind of call just against the grain pitches that you wouldn't expect. And, and you're not supposed to throw like a 2-0 slider, you know, with with nobody on things like that. He, he seems like he's just kind of freestyling back there, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Well, you know. I think the thing I liked most about the Braves today and why it, the, the, why I really feel like they're going to win this series is they won a game when Max Fried had yep. his worst start of the year. Yeah. Four innings, six hits, four runs. He hadn't given up – he only gave up more than two runs once all year, and that was three. So this was – this and the one inning starter he had against him, I guess, when he turned his ankle, would have been his worst two starts. Two of his last three have been against the Marlins, those two starts. And in the middle was that beauty against the Reds. But for them to win, when, you know, I don't think anybody thought a few weeks ago that if they didn't win every start Max Fried made in the postseason, they had a chance. Yeah. And they won going away today. Well, I mean, their yeah. offense is hitting on, hitting on all cylinders, basically. I know the Reds shut them down for a while, but I think that was more to do with the Reds and maybe a little bit of nervousness. But since that, that eighth inning, <laughs> yeah, and since that eighth inning of game two, this has been back to the offense we've seen all year. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking the same thing, though. You know, when, when Max got down three to one or four to one. Mm-hmm. You know, lose, losing this game, um, yeah. th- there's still some question marks. I mean, you, I, I feel really good about Ian Anderson. You, you don't know what you're going to get out of Kyle Wright. He's looked really no. good, but it's just a little different circumstance, and he's had a big right. layoff. So when they were down uh, 4-1, you, you know, kind of started thinking, shit, you know, this this yeah. is about the only way I could see the Marlins beating them is if they beat yeah. Freed, obviously. But, you know, they, they scored two in the bottom of the third, and I was like, all right, he's going to lock back in and, and find a way through a couple innings. And if they can just keep it close, they're going to put up a, they're going to put up a big number any minute. You know, you never, even if you're up on this team by three or four, I don't think you ever feel safe, but a one run lead, you might as well be losing, honestly. Yeah. That's minute, what it feels like. It feels like it, you know, watching the games, when, even when they're down one or two, it's, it's not even discouraging where, you know, if you've watched the Braves long enough, there's there's been a lot of years the past maybe five or ten where if they were down two or three getting into the fifth or sixth, yep. you didn't have a lot of hope. And this is just pretty much polar opposite of that. It's just – it's it's almost fruitless to compare them to recent yeah, Braves can't. teams because of this offense, which the, the qualities it has. I mean, they've had a lot of comeback wins in the last – ever since Snit took Always. over a few yeah. years ago. But they never had this kind of lineup depth or even close to it. They always had maybe five, six guys going at, at best. This time, I mean, like right now with everybody healthy, 
they can literally get a home run from any spot in any the lineup. Yeah. Any, any, you look up and down the lineup. You got, you know, Darno hitting cleanup, Albies fifth. <laughs> you know, Albies can, can take you deep, opposite field, pull, anywhere. Swanson, same way. He hits a big homer today. He's hitting uh, sixth. Duvall, <laughs> monster year. Two, three homer games mixed in. Two, three homer games. He's hitting seventh. Mark is mean, about the only guy that doesn't really scare you just just because right. you know his approach and what he's going for. When right. he when he hits a home run, he just runs into it. You know, he's not trying to hit homers, right. but and but he grinds those at bats. He, and he does. Good, yeah. You know, and and he gets a big hit. He gets a big he had a big hit today. Yep. Uh they ended up leaving two runners on that inning when Acuña struck out, but I mean, he and he had a big hit in that last game, but Pache, I don't then, know what to expect from, you know, but I'm sure he's got power, but and then Riley in the nine hole. I mean, <laughs> well, he'll get you. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The big story today, obviously, other than the Braves scoring six runs in the seventh inning, was Ronald Acuna and how him getting hit seemed to light a fire under these guys because they all said it. I mean, it looked like it, and they confirmed that it did indeed kind of wake them up. So I don't know. I mean, I think everybody was in agreement. You tell me what you thought, but most of the Braves seemed to be in agreement that uh, Alcantara wasn't throwing at him, but he was trying to throw inside. And he's another one of these Marlins pitchers that tries to throw inside after Acuna hits a home run, and they're not quite good enough to throw inside without hitting him, it seems like. You know? I mean, Urania threw at him a couple years ago, just beamed him. But the other guys that have hit him, I think, have been trying to throw inside, and it gets away from them. And the Braves are sick of it happening because this guy's going to get – Acuna's going to get hurt, man, if they keep throwing inside and hitting him. Yeah, and it's it's tough because when a guy hits a ball <laughs> – <laughs> that ball he hit to right center was a Ridiculous. joke. I mean, it's just stupid. When a guy hits a ball into the upper deck, opposite field. Opposite field. For, well, I don't even know what – I've never had that happen. I never had a single – like if a guy hit it opposite field. On a good field, pitch. Yeah, on a, it was on the black. I mean, it might have been <laughs> off the plate a little bit. When So when a guy covers a ball like that, your next thought is to go inside, and you have to uh-huh. go inside. And honestly – that's part of why Ronnie gets hit is because he covers, he dives, you know, he covers the outer half good. really well, but it's a tough one because I don't, I really, I know he wasn't trying to hit him, but he wasn't trying not to hit him. He was trying not to miss over the plate. You know, he, he uh-huh. was trying to throw inside for a purpose and I don't think the Braves really give a shit if it's on purpose or not. You know, I, they are right. sick of the dude getting hit and it, it fires right. him up every time it happens. Um, 
but it's I don't know. I mean, I don't know if if Acuna is that good at getting out of the way. Uh, as part of part of why he gets stuck is because he's leaning out so much, and their purpose there is to come in. So he has to get out of the way and make him uncomfortable. And if you notice his next at bat after he gets hit. It always works, you know. He, he very rarely comes up and and just d- dives back out there and hits a tank or anything like that. Yeah. His next at yeah, bat, right. you can see the effect it has on him, and that's, I mean, that's old school baseball. Uh, it, you know, I, I'm not against pitching him inside, but I think the Braves' standpoint is stop freaking hitting him. And and, yeah. and the worst part about it is he gets hit and they issue warnings. So the Braves, first right. of all, the Braves can't retaliate. They and screwed. they can't pitch inside after that. So you lose yep. the inner half of the plate. I mean, I'm, I don't know That's why Ups do that. Today. I don't Lavin know why they do that. What do you yeah, say? it's not fair. He said the same thing. He said he didn't know if he was throwing at him, but the Braves keep getting screwed because they've given yep. him these warnings, and they can't, like you just said, they can't retaliate, and they can't throw inside for fear of hitting a guy. Although yeah. they hit somebody today, but it was obvious they weren't throwing him, so they didn't throw the guy out. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the ump will even toss a dude on a breaking ball after they. Oh, I know. Warnings, sometimes you know? they don't care. Whatever they hit, if they hit him, they do not care of the circumstances, which is total BS. Yeah, that's but, garbage. But you're right. He struck out the next time up after he got hit the next inning with two guys on to end the inning. Yeah, and I was you know? watching that at bat just to see, you know, how how he was moving, and and he was definitely not diving as much, you know. It, yeah. Even though he, he deep in his head, you know, I almost thought he should crowd the plate and. And, you know, risk getting hit again, having the pitcher toss because the dude was throwing pretty well. But you could see his at bat. He he wasn't covering everything as well. And, and he was kind of cheating. He was almost cheating inside and, and he got beat with a couple sliders. And then he missed a fastball right down the middle. You know, so that just kind of yeah. shows you that that pitch did have its effect. And that's that's the goal of it. Um, but I think, you know, everybody yeah. screaming, Snit being pissed off is just uh, they're sick of him getting hit. And that's it's like you said, you know, at some point he's going to get hurt if he keeps getting hit. Snit said, listen, I don't think he was throwing at him. But if you do, if you're going to throw inside after he hits a home run. Don't hit him because it yeah. looks it looks bad, you know, and it's going to and guys are going to get pissed. But in this case. Since he didn't get hurt, it was the best thing that could have happened to the Braves and that it lit up lit a fire under him. I mean, that inning, after he gets hit, Freddie flies out, but then Azuna hits a double. Yep. Then Darno hits a double. Yeah. That's two runs driven in there. Uh oh, and Acuna scored from first base, so he obviously wasn't hurting because he ran like a banshee yeah, from first base <laughs> yeah. to score. Yeah, he yeah, was he, flying. He stared right at the Marlins dugout right after his On slide a double too. to that wall that's only about three hundred and ten feet away. Yeah, you know, left field. He scored from first and slid head first, and what no play. Um, and then, and then uh, uh, in the seventh inning, he had one of the two singles to start the inning. It's yep. Alcantara. They left Alcantara in the face of Acuna for the fourth time. Uh, I was Matty glad they did because get- if he would have hit a homer, I, I was really interested in what he was going to do. Yeah, <laughs> I think Back, everybody uh, wanted to see it. Mattingly wanted to get another inning at him, but after that, after two singles to start the uh, inning, yeah, he's he, he, repl- he wasn't going to let him face Freddie. Freddie hits him to fielder's choice. So there's runners on the corners. Ozuna delivers again. Yeah. The tying single. So it's 4 4. Then up comes Darno. Boom. I mean, uh, 0 2 slider. Yep. Uh, 2 0 slider. I'm sorry. Uh, Three run homer. And that's it. I mean, and then, and then, you know, <laughs> Uh, Albie singles, follows him with a single. And then Dansby, they bring in another, they bring in Yemi Garcia. Oh, no, I'm sorry, James Holt, who used to pitch for the Braves, by the way, who was traded to the Astros with Evan Gaddis. This guy was a minor leaguer back then, but we didn't even know who he was. 
traded to the Astros from the Evan Gaddis deal that brought Fulte and Rio Ruiz over here. Anyway, James Hoyt came in. I saw that name, and I'm like, is that the same James Hoyt? Looked it up. Yeah, it was. And Dansby hits the first pitch he threw for a two-run homer. I mean, and that's just such a typical Braves inning this year. Well, Seven even batters, Darno, man, when you were talking runs. about Darno, how you know how he's thinking along and everything. When you hit a two zero slider out, I mean, that's a smart player. Uh huh. You know he he he's smart back there, and Dansby, man, his power keeps surprising me. I know, man. You don't expect it from you him. Don't expect and it from him. And then all of a sudden, he hits an oppo or straightaway center homer, yeah. and you're like, you know. Then you look at his forearms, and he's developed these. You know, you could tell hitters when they've been in the league for a while because yeah. the forearms start to get bigger from yeah. all the hitting they do. Yeah. You can come into the league as a college guy and still have kind of skinny forearms, but by the time you play minors and, and then get in the majors for a few years, you start to get those hitter forearms. He's getting those now, man. He's got some hitter's arms. Yeah, he does. He's so well, much you thicker start, than you know, he was. Your metabolism slows down. You start turning into Marcelo Suna and dropping tanks, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting his man strength now for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then his defense, though, is only getting better. So he's kind of at that right now, at that, you know, his peak. You know, just hold this for five years and he'll have a hell of a career. But so, you know, they win this game with with Freed not doing that. And like I said, it's only 70 pitches. So he'll, he's he's going to be waiting there in game five. Yeah, he should and, be. And even if they had to, they won't have to like Randy Johnson or something because they got so many pitchers in such a deep bullpen. I was going to say they could bring him in even get the end of game four if it was an emergency and they were winning, but they won't even have to do that and they won't have to risk it. Pitching well, yeah, it's sketchy though. I mean, that's risky too because you'd almost rather have him unavailable for game five and just put mm-hmm. him in the pen. But if you were to throw him in the pen for game, game four, four and he, he winds up getting hit and blows it, then you don't have yeah. a starter for game five, you know? So. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I don't think that would happen. But no, I don't it, think it would happen either. But only throwing seventy pitches, man. He's he should be pretty damn ready for Game Five. I would think so, even if it's only to get it off the ground, as Snit says, you know, and go three or four innings. But I would think he'd be real. He'd be ready to go five innings, you know, with, yeah. if he could be efficient. Well, and that's probably part of the thought process too. Was you, you know he wasn't. He wasn't his best today. He didn't, for me, he didn't have good control of his breaking ball. He wasn't putting it where he wanted to and getting ahead with it and putting guys away with it like like you're used to seeing. And I think if yeah. you're snit watching, you kind of think, you know, do I want to risk two more mediocre, right? Mediocre for him innings, you know, and and maybe not have him for game five. Or if I pull the plug now and go to this bullpen that's had three, four days off, yeah. Um, you know, we, we got a shot to have him back. So I think that's, I'm pretty sure that was the thought process. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got he's got eleven or twelve relievers on this team. I mean, yeah. he, he added Bryce Wilson, who's who's a starter, but uh, obviously has pitched out of bullpen too. But he's he's your guy you got designated for Game Four probably if, if you need him. And he got Enoa as well. They added Enoa as well, and he can do both obviously. And he's done he's started in a couple of nice games, so they're covered there. I mean they got long relievers. Either one of those guys could go four innings if they have to just eat at one of these games. You know, Tomlin can. They've got everything covered, man. They got these three damn good lefties, you know. I mean, elite lefties. Yeah, elite. With Matzik, Will Smith, and Mentor. Uh, I mean, they're they got a squad, man. They you know, if they had one more starter, but you know what the thing is, the Marlins don't have a fourth and fifth either, really. A no. starter. And not many teams do that are in the postseason. I was looking around, and a lot of them are in the same boat. Look at the Padres; they use they win a bullpen game in their in their wild card series. Yeah, they did a bullpen yeah. game and yeah. and won it. Yeah. So, you know, 
So I, 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 it's not like a lot of other teams have four starters. Yeah, so I mean, the I, only I, thing that could put you in a really tough spot for game four is if Wright has a tough start. And it's, yeah. say, say Anderson only goes four or five tomorrow. He's not himself. And you got to use quite a few guys, or maybe go into extras, and then and and then Wright has a rough start, and you wind up throwing a bunch of guys two or three innings. That that bullpen day is going to be tough to get through. But otherwise, man, I mean, I feel so good about Anderson starting tomorrow, just the way he's throwing yeah. the ball. And he's so it, calm, man. He's so calm, and if he can just go out and do what he's been doing, and get them up two nothing, uh, yeah. I mean, for me, that's a wrap. Any any nervousness that he was going to have was going to be in that Reds game. Yeah, he was terrific. (laughs) He was terrific. Yeah. I mean, this guy, he's a stud, man. Guys, let's take a quick break and then we'll finish up the show. They had lost nine straight game ones and nine straight series before beating the Reds. So now they've won two straight game ones, man. Yeah, your odds do you win game one? Your odds of winning the series, like triple. You know what I mean? I don't even know, maybe quadruple. They are 12 and four in postseason series when they've won game one. You know, the last time they lost after winning game one in the postseason series? Mm. No. 96 World Series against the Yankees when the Braves yeah. won the first two games and then lost the next four. Well, I mean, it's tough to do. If you, if you look at it, like with four games left, how many times during a regular season do you see teams split four game series? I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's just the most common oh, yeah. thing to happen, and that's all you have oh, yeah. to do at this point. You just have Absolutely. to not get your ass kicked. You, you rarely lose a four-game series. Yep. So now you just have to not do that. You have to – you go two and two, you win. I know. That's the way they can look at it, but I know they want to get it done in three or four at the most. No, you don't look at it like that as a – But that's as, all they yeah. have to do, though, is win two of the next four against the Marlins. Yeah. Against the Marlins. You know, a team that they've done that against for years. Yeah, and you know, I I feel so much better about playing the Marlins in a team. For the Marlins, this is their first postseason for a majority of these guys. When you play yeah. a team like maybe the Cubs, they could have been matched up with. Right, you just, right. You know that experience uh, it makes a big difference. So playing a team like this, it's just kind of getting into the postseason. Or if you look at the Braves when they jumped in the postseason in two thousand eight or in two thousand eighteen, um, it was kind of yeah. like we, they were just glad to be there. Right, right? so they the had a completely they different had, mindset. And they drew now. the Dodgers. And they got the Dodgers, and it was like, well, it was fun. You know, we didn't even expect yeah. to be here. But then you come back the next year and the next year after that with them on a mission, and, and that's where I feel like the team's at this year. Totally. And the thing is, while they were glad to, you know, they, they were glad to win that first series and the streak ended and all that, none of them really looked at that as a division series, a no. best of five. That was it's, weird. It was too short. It was yeah. two games. It was over. They're like, if you know what it felt like? It felt like that was the entry to the actual postseason. Well, you they know? called it the wild card game. I, you know? Wild card series. But series, it felt like but, a wild card game. You're right. It yeah, felt it like the game to get into the tournament. Yeah. Even though it wasn't because everybody had to play a series. But that's well, what it that's felt what like. It was, it was weird watching all that, too, because you know, you're know you watching series and a team gets down 2 nothing. And I kept checking who was, you know, who was starting the next day. And then I was like, oh, yeah. shit, this series is over. You know, it's only three games. How many of the series ended in two games? A lot of them. More than half of them, right? Almost every one did, I yeah, think. Yeah, I thought so. Like six of the eight, maybe? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, man, they're in good shape. I mean, if Braves fans, I know they're all apprehensive. And they've seen, they've been there so many times that they're gun-shy or scared to get excited. But – they should get excited because this team has got what it takes. I think they really do. I mean, you know, sure they're not—they're a flawed team in that they don't have 
a strong number three or four starter, but Wright's looked really good in his last couple starts. Looked really good. And their bullpen is just so good, man. And their offense is so good and healthy. You know, it'd be different if Freddie Freeman was hurt like he was last year. Yeah. Uh, you know, or if you were counting on Fulty to make two starts in a best of five. You know, you're not. No. It's just uh, different. Well, you're basically you're counting on you know, if you, you want to swap out Fulty and, and Wright, right? But you're not counting them on, on him as your number one or two like you were last year. Right, um, or to even go two two games because it's five and five days. So yeah. the team with the deep bullpen like the Braves has have has a great advantage. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean you saw it today. I mean if you yeah. know, I I feel like that you could you could book Kyle Wright for four innings, four runs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if if that's that's what Free did today. Yeah. And if that's the worst exactly. case scenario and you can go to this bullpen in the fifth, as many guys as they got, it's almost like you know, it's one of those teams where you don't even want to get the starter out of the game. Guys oh, absolutely used to, guys not. Used to it's joke the reverse. That. They used to joke <laughs> it all the time. You know, the goal was just to get to that bullpen. And then yeah. teams started building these bullpens now. I mean, yeah. the Braves are the prime example, but it's almost you yeah. don't want to beat the starter up bad enough, you know, or mediocre. You either want to put up a seven spot on them or keep them in until you can blow it open late. But as soon as that bullpen comes in, man, I mean, you saw what they did today. It was five innings, three hits. Smell you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, Alex is, Alex took a lot of heat for not making moves at the deadline, but man, you got to look at this guy. The moves this guy made last year, and he took a lot of heat for the Hamels move, obviously. But look at Ozuna, look at Darno, and most of importantly, look at the relievers he signed. Well, we were all kind of scratching our heads, going, "Really? Why are you signing Will Smith? You already got yeah. you know Melanson coming back, making fourteen million dollars, but he signs Will Smith." And he signs Chris Martin the same day or the next day or whatever. And you're like, okay, why are they getting so many relievers? Well, yeah, here you go. They didn't have any idea there was going to be this pandemic season with 60 games and 66 days. He just knew he wanted to have a bullpen that he wouldn't have to worry about the way he did last year in a postseason when they were, you know, they didn't have the bullpen last year and they came up short. And during the season, they had to piece it together so many times. They had to bring guys up that weren't ready and rely on them, you know? Just guys that belonged in AAA come up, suck, get released. <laughs> they didn't want to do that this year, and they didn't have to. And it really is paying dividends now having this bullpen and spending big. Braves have never spent big on a bullpen. You know, no. they always had the starters, but this year they did it. And man, is it paying off. Well, it's, you know, it's crazy too, because a lot of times you see these teams that, you know, they have okay starting pitching and an okay offense, and their bullpen just kind of saves the day. And, uh-huh. and they're able to just keep them in games or win the games they're supposed to right. win. But the combination of a lights yeah. out bullpen and yeah. and an offense that can put up yeah. a six spot at any minute, you know, it just feels like a time bomb when you're when you're the other team. What a great combination it, it is, is, man! Because you it feel is. like you have your bullpen is going to keep you in the game like ninety eight percent of the time, and it feels like this offense. If you have five innings to get three or four runs, they're going to do it more way more often than not. You know, well, there are yeah. not many games where they just mail it in for the last five innings. There Never. maybe three games all year. No, all when, year. When you're talking about you know the comeback wins that they that they've had since Snick came, they're coming yep. back from games where they're down one or two. They're coming back from games this year where they're down five. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the the big key with that bullpen is there's no pressure on the offense. If they get a situation to put up some runs and tie the game up in the, you know, in the fifth or sixth inning, and they don't do it. 
they know they're going to have the score's realistically going to be within a run or two. They're, they're going to have three, four more innings to, to try to put up a big number again. So I think it takes a ton of pressure off the offense, too. So to get Pablo Lopez tomorrow against Ian Anderson, and then Sixto would be the third game three against uh, Kyle Wright. So Braves made the moves today, the roster moves. Not, they were not unexpected at all. They added two pitchers. They dropped Camargo and Contreras because they didn't need a third catcher if they're going to have, you know. Well, if they need him, they, they'd be an injury. So just call them Right. Up. Yeah. Right, and they can, and if they have an, have to have an emergency catcher get them through, they can they can do that. You know, you can have you can have uh, get behind there. there. <laughs> Charlie can get back there. Austin Riley, he yeah. can get back there if he needs to. So that's not a problem. Yeah. Um, and they just didn't need Camargo, man. You, you know, this it's whole it's so different with the DH. It just changes yeah. everything. Yeah, it you just don't everything. you don't need guys that can play a, a bunch of different positions like you normally would. You don't need and to plug the marble in. You know, yeah. you're not double switching. No, I, I mean that's that's part of why the offense is so crazy too, is because they never have to get through that pitcher spot. Thank God. I mean, they had no idea when they put this team together that the DH was going to be in effect this year, obviously. But it's like they had it in mind almost. You know, it's amazing how it's worked out for the Braves. Yeah, because in, in spring training, we were talking about, you know, the outfield yeah, log yeah. jam and how are you going to get this guy back? Where are you going to play Ozuna? Yeah. You know? <laughs> how are you going to play him and give him – how are you going to get Marquecas in there? And how you get – yeah, we're talking about the outfield. How are you going to get innings for all these guys? I mean, and it honestly, it helps because the, a lot of the other teams aren't built for this. They're, they don't have a no. DH. And <laughs> the Braves got no, one that knocked all. in two tonight. Yeah, and the Braves got one that – while he prefers to hit, I mean, prefers to play in the outfield, he doesn't it doesn't affect him at all. <laughs> he thrives in a DH role. I mean, this guy's a born a DH at this point of his career. I haven't been around him much, but he's got some Juan Uribe vibes for me. Just happy-go-lucky and he's, having a good yeah. time. And and he's just as popular, too, Yeah, in the clubhouse. They love him. Everybody loves this guy. Probably wears I mean, he cool started the whole the thing, the mix-it-up thing that even that even – Darno is doing today, you know, yeah. the mix it up thing. Yeah. I mean, they're all getting on board with that. And he started it. But, you know, he's been so good for Acuna and Albies for them to have an older Latin guy that, you know, just, just as much fun as they do too. It's not like some boring button down no. Latin guy, you know, he's, he's right in there with them, you know, showing them. they just have so much fun, man. No, I said, I mean, you can, you can watch his mannerisms when he's walking around the field, how much fun he's having. And yeah. you can just tell that this isn't a guy that's going to pout if he's not in left field today. No, not at all. <laughs> it's not just, at all. you can just tell just, just watching his mannerisms, how he's, I mean, he, I saw him today. He got a fastball in like up by his face and he, he stepped out of the box and started practicing hitting it. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was doing some weird shit to like try to get to that pitch. I, you could tell he was just totally clowning, but to be clowning and having that much fun yeah. in the playoff game, I mean, it's, it's a hard thing to pull off because there is a lot of pressure, but he wound up getting a change up in the dirt the next pitch and swinging over it by a foot, but it was just, it, it caught yeah. my eye. It was just funny. I'm like, what are you doing, man? And he he's sitting there some, pretending to hit a high fastball by his face for a second. He can have some of the ugliest swings in it at yeah. bat, and then the next bat he gets up there and just ropes a double or home yeah. run, you know? I've never seen a guy. I, I can't think of another guy that that hits quite like he does, with all the movement and everything he has. And you know, it looks like he's just kind of ad libbing it from at bat to at bat. But but then when the pitch comes, that bat is in the zone for so long, and his and his hands are just wrists are explosive. 
He just kills yeah. the ball. He hits that's the ball just hard. The, that's just the beauty of just playing a game. And yeah. it, it's it's so hard to get there, you know, but yeah. the, you have coaches in your ear and, and you have a bat at bat and you're trying to make these adjustments. It's easy just to get kind of in your own head. And to see a guy that just doesn't give a shit, just go up there and start wailing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's refreshing. And it, it's a mindset that you kind of have to have. I was talking with another player today that, you know, baseball is not a sport that rewards you for caring. You know, it, it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's almost like you're the more you care, the worse you are. And that that's why Acuna is so good because he's just playing a game. And anytime yeah. you can get to the place where you're just playing a game, I mean, that's when you move the freest. That's when things just work out. And I'm sure a thousand people have told Azuna <laughs> – Plenty, plenty about a swing that's wrong or he's not supposed to do. And I'm pretty sure he just doesn't give a shit. He just gets back in there and starts hacking. And it's, it's, it's pretty cool to watch. Well, he's got the right hitting coach for that because he doesn't, Seitzer doesn't try to get guys to conform to a certain right. style, to a right. mold. He doesn't tell them to tone it down. He doesn't, you know, he, he, he plays to a guy's strengths unless the guy's, yeah. you know, yeah. So now he's one of the best. It's, uh, I feel a lot better about this team's chances than I did. You know, last year they they should have won that postseason series against the the, the uh, division yeah. series against Cardinals. They should have won it, but I never felt as confident about as good about that team's chances as I do this team's. I just uh, this team just has this offense and this bullpen that are so special, man. Yeah, and being able to snip, being able to have that quick trigger, and it's not, you know, it's like what you were saying earlier. It's not like you got two or three guys to go to. Yeah. They're, I mean, Minter didn't pitch today. No, Minter didn't pitch today. <laughs> uh, you you had another, and you got you just you got such a deep pen that, and I, you just feel like it, it's not it's not. There's never a point when this bullpen comes in and you're like, oh shit, we're out of bullets. It, even when you go into extra innings, they just keep bringing in quality guys. So being able to being able to have a rough start from your best starter and then just bring in these guys that that just rolled through the Marlins today it was it's just so convincing. So I feel you on that. So Mentor did not pitch today. Uh, Shane Green didn't pitch today. Shane Green didn't pitch today. So you got two <laughs> you know, guys tomorrow. Former All Star closer. Yep, didn't even get in there. And. Let's see. Who else didn't pitch today? I mean, that first game against Cincinnati, what they used, seven relievers. And then they were fine the next day. Yeah. You know? It's uh, – and, and, and then obviously we haven't even mentioned guys like, you know, Tomlin. No. Who in a postseason game, I still like him getting in there and giving you two or three innings if he has to one game. He won't have to probably, but he could. But that's that's the that's the other side of it is you know if if you get into a game where you're you get beat up early and you just want to keep it close or you, or even if it's like a ten spot and you got guys to eat innings like you could have yeah. Wilson and Tomlin just get through Inola. today's game and then and Noah and you got your whole fresh pen for tomorrow. Yep. And Noah's Noah can give you two or three good innings too, man. Yeah, that guy throws no. hard. He's solid. But it's uh it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. I. You know, when you run up against the Dodgers, if you were to get past these guys, and if you run up against the Dodgers, you know that I think the 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 rotation thing could be a bigger issue. But uh, but even then, you still got this offense, and they still can hit anybody, and you still got this bullpen, so I, that gives them a chance against anybody, a good chance, anybody. Well, I mean, so. if you think about it, if you can count on six shutout 
that's basically yeah. an ace. And they're just basically their ace comes in after the starter. If you want right. to look at it that way, uh, you know, that, that's what teams, if you're throwing Kershaw or Bumgarner in the old days, you were, you right. were banking on getting right. those five, six, seven shutout innings. And it's so hard to do with six different guys, but you, I feel really confident every time they go to the pen that all of a sudden it's oh, like yeah. bringing in an ace. So it's kind of, it's kind of backwards, but at the same time, it's, it's domination that, that you can count on. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be fun to watch these guys go, but that that was what they needed today, bad because I think if they would have given the Marlins a chance, crack that door and let them win game one. Well, and anything can happen, and, and there's pre- then the pressure completely flips. Being up one zero is totally different. Oh, it's completely different, man. So, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting, man, and. If they were to win, they just go on down the road to Arlington, same state. But and and you know what they also did today? We talked about how they won on a day where where Max has his worst start of the year. They won today without getting anything from Freddie. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, he had a walk. He had a you know uh, that was it. He had a walk. He had no fielder's choice when he had a chance. He did nothing today. He made yeah, but he was a great still behind defensive play. Made a terrific defensive <laughs> yeah, play. Well, they, yeah, that's another thing I noticed too. Is after you know the two plays Ozzy made after Acuna got yes. hit, and the play Freddie made. I mean, they just I just people don't believe that because people want to think that there's just already so much on the line and so much pressure. But it's it's also just a different mindset to be playing not to mess up or trying yeah. to win a game and doing all this stuff, and then all of a sudden you shift gears into this mindset of. You know, f you. You know, you, yeah. you. All of a sudden, you're pissed off, and you want to beat them, and then your focus turns to that team versus the situation. And I, I think that's kind of how things swung once Ronnie got hit today. Was it just pissed the team off? And it, it's just a different type of motivation and a different mindset that just set them. It's how they need to play, you know. But sometimes yeah. it's it's not easy to get there. That play by Freddie. I mean, that that whole inning changes if that ball gets yeah. by him. I yeah. mean, as a runner on base. I mean, that whole maybe that the whole, whole game changes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they get a open up that lead. Um, and the like two you balls said, Ozzie got to, <laughs> Oh my God, that, that one Ozzy got peak of his leap, man. He got some, he's got some hops. Well, back to back plays too. I mean, he yes, laid out in the hole. Plays. He laid yep. out in the hole. If he doesn't get to both of those balls, your first and third. Yeah. No outs. Right. Instead, you're, you're looking at two outs, nobody on. I mean, and at that point in the game, a run or two, I mean, it, it changes the momentum. It, it changes a lot. So, I, I don't know, man. I just, I just felt like as soon as Acuna got hit, I was like, "Oh shit, they're winning this game easy." Freddie last year doesn't have a prayer making that that uh, play with his elbow screwed yep. up the way it was. I mean, he made that error, that crucial error in game in uh, first inning of game five. That was because of his elbow, man. I mean, he was playing with it; it was locking up basically. He couldn't even extend it, you know. Yeah, it's a. He was probably just you know distraught and distracted and frustrated, yeah. and, and and not focusing the same yeah. way he would. But your your favorite teammate gets hit, man. They all locked in. Yeah. All right. Well, we will. Uh, we'll see when we talk on uh, Friday. This thing could be over. I think there's a pretty good chance it could be over, but we'll see. Brace could be pre- preparing for an NLCS. Yeah, and that's for me. That's when the big test is going to be if they can get there, because you know beating up on the Reds and Marlins is one thing, but you're yeah. going to find out what this team's really capable of. If, if the Dodgers or the yeah, Padres, yeah, I think I like them against the Padres, but I do too. With the Padres uh, pitching kind of suspect with uh, injuries, 
but the Padres, I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad against the Padres against the Dodgers because I feel like, um, you know, it's it's not little man syndrome, but they got something to prove against those guys. You know, you, they've been shooting for them and coming after them oh, all yeah. year. I feel like they're going to play a different different type of baseball against them. Well, they've all said they got a chip on their shoulders. Yeah, it's real. I mean, it's yeah, they got real. something to prove. Yeah, you know, and, and it wasn't to win a wild card series. It'd be great if they knocked the Dodgers out. Wouldn't that be something? Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk on Friday. It's uh, enjoy the games, folks. We'll be back. Seven fifty-five is real.